It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Triggynet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone. It's Josephine here. I hope everybody is having a wonderful, productive work week. Um, I'd like to start our show off with our business tip of the week. So this is very interesting. Uh, It's simple. Start with the end in mind. I was just talking to a friend of mine, Stephanie, who's um, responsible for this big nonprofit organization within our school called the Ed Foundation. And we were having a great conversation this morning. And what I took away from our conversation was that, you know, it's what she's doing with the Ed Foundation is very similar with what I'm doing with my Glovies product. And it's funny how people can be so busy all day long. And at the end of it, what were they busy doing? And what I've decided to do going forward every single day, and I've done this in the past and it really, really works, is decide what your goal is. What is it that you want to accomplish at the end of the day? It's not just going out there and saying, okay, I'm going to start a marketing campaign. That's not what it's about. What the end result, what's the end result that you really want to end up with? Do you want to end up with 100 new customers? Well, work backwards and figure out how you're going to do your marketing campaign to end up with your your 100 new customers. So that's my business tip of the day. Start with the end in mind. Okay, today is going to be an incredible show. I know I say that all the time, but today we have a truly talented entrepreneur who is really, really successful. He's started several multi-million dollar businesses. Our guest today is Alan Weisberg, who is the founder of School of Human Potential and a successful entrepreneur who within the IT consulting industry, that's where he built his several multi-million dollar businesses. Although he was living the American dream, deep inside he knew something needed to change because even with all of his success, he still felt unfulfilled. Thus, he began began his transition away from IT. I know a lot of my listeners out there, we can all relate to this whole feeling like, wow, so now I'm successful. Why am I still feeling a little empty? So what Alan did was he discovered that in order to live a fulfilled life, he needed to pursue his soul's purpose. By taking charge of his destiny and following his dreams, Alan finally found peace and felt complete. Today, he inspires individuals to live their essence and assist them in recalibrating their lives. He does so through many different mediums, including his coaching practice called Recalibrate Your Life. 
Alan is a motivational speaker. He is a syndicated talk show host. He is a life purpose coach, and he's a best-selling author. His weekly radio program, School of Human Potential, brings guests ranging from Lisa Williams to Yaakov Smirnoff and everyone in between. So with that, I'd like to give a nice warm welcome to Alan Vaisberg. Good morning, Alan. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on. (laughs) Well, it is a pure pleasure, and I can't wait to pick your brain, Alan, because I know we're going to learn so much today. So um, one thing, when we were talking before the show, you had mentioned that you have this great program, Seven Steps to a Successful Career 180, and Mm -hmm. I know we're going to talk a little bit more about that um, in a few minutes. But before we get started, Alan, I love to start the show off with a little background and history about our guests. Can you tell me, as a child, way back when, did you do anything that would lead you to believe that you were almost a born entrepreneur? It's a very good question. Um... Growing up, and I grew up in the former Soviet Union, I came here at the age of 14 in 1989. So growing up, I can say that business uh, or entrepreneurial sense was was present. What I can tell you is that uh, when I came to the United States, and probably starting at 15 or 16, I really felt that uh, I just knew I was not a nine-to-fiver. I know it sounds ridiculous, (laughs) but I think uh, all our audience will understand. Uh, yes. That just wasn't me. idea of uh, being in a cube or an office and sitting there and following somebody's directions just wasn't me. Not that it's bad. It just wasn't me. Uh, right. I knew that. I didn't know exactly what that meant. I just knew that that was not me. And I started getting into Mway and other things. So I was always doing some sort of business. And uh, as it turned out, as soon as I started my career in IT, after six months uh, in one place and then a year in another, I said, that's it. I have to open my own, and I've been doing that ever since. Wow, this is great. So, okay, tell us a little bit about your IT businesses. How did that happen, Alan? Um, I worked for a company called Cognos. It's a business intelligence uh, software that's now owned by IBM Corporation. And um, I was on the professional services side doing training and consulting. I liked it. Uh, It wasn't exactly what I intended to do with my life, but uh, there were so many things that I was learning and I had a chance to teach, which I really enjoy being in front of people. You know, I always wanted to be an actor and being in front of people uh, who have to listen to you and you're on stage, <laughs> so to speak, for eight hours right. a day was, was my uh, coming out party. <laughs> so from that perspective, I really enjoyed aspects of it. But um, after a while, after about a year, I just uh, I, I didn't want to be um, listening to somebody else and you know somebody else is saying you're going to be doing this training somewhere else or um, you know I think the last straw with uh, with Cognos in particular is I get a call from the uh, from the manager saying that you're doing a training on a software that I've never heard of uh, uh-huh. that I didn't know anything about and the call was on Friday or Saturday and I was supposed to be doing that uh, training on Monday uh, and I said no I'm not doing it <laughs> I'm not wow. doing it. I'm not going out to the client, not knowing the software, and uh, really setting everybody up for failure. I said that's that's the that's not the right way of doing it. I'm going to do it on my own. 
and that's when I set out and I started my uh, first business uh, of doing IT consulting and uh, trading primarily within the business intelligence space. And that company was uh, fairly successful and uh, we did uh, a lot of good things. I think it was uh, probably at the top of its game in a year, year and a half, uh, up to wow. about 150000 uh, in revenue. And then September 2011 hit, uh, which um, took us out, basically. <laughs> yeah, like it did to so many people. Yeah. So that is such an interesting story. If you had to choose one of the biggest challenges besides 9-11, during the initial startup, what was the biggest challenge you saw in, with that IT company? Well, you in business, it's always nice to have one of the four things. Uh, it would be great to have a good economy. Uh, it would be nice to have experience. Uh, it would be good to have money. And uh, connections uh, never hurt. Uh, when I was starting my business, I had none of those. <laughs> so, oh, Wow. <laughs> I think those probably were the uh, the biggest uh, challenge. September 2011 really wanted to put us out. It wasn't because of September 2011. It was because I made the wrong decisions. I was 24 at the time. It was my first business. I went into phase two. I was uh, negotiating a worldwide uh, training contract with uh, a large uh, company who shall rename nameless. Um, and um, they told me, basically, the contracts are signed. You can go ahead and hire I went, I hired, and I went into my phase two and hired administrative staff and salespeople and other things, and then the contract never got signed. And then oh, I wow. made the mistake of uh, feeling terrible for everybody dying. That's not a mistake, but uh, I should have done differently. And I let uh, everybody stay uh, at my company because September 11th happened, the economy went down, and I didn't want everybody to be out of a job. So for six months, I continued uh, trying and paying people and ran up uh, 350000 of my own personal debt. Never filed bankruptcy, wow. paid that off. Uh, so that was the biggest challenge, is me not doing things correctly. I should have cut, uh, cut things off earlier. Okay, Alan. So I'm going to tell you what a mentor told me many years ago when I beat myself up over the head mm -hmm. for all the money that I had spent and all the mistakes that I made, because I think it applies to you too. That is like our MBA. It, it was just a, a learning process, and we both wouldn't be where we are today had we not gone through all of that, because I don't know about you, Alan, but I'll be damned if I make that same mistake twice, <laughs> you yeah. know, so. Completely so agree. Yeah, and that's, that's precisely the way that I'm thinking about it. Um, one, of, uh, one of my mentors who, uh, who taught uh, at Kellogg uh, and then Columbia uh, when my first business, uh, you know, quote-unquote failed, he told me a story. Uh, he said that, you know, there's a man is sitting in a bar, a uh, businessman looking very distraught, and an elderly businessman comes in and asks him, what's going on? He said, well, you know, I was doing so great, my business was doing great, and now everything crashed, and uh, I don't know what to do. And the elderly man looks at him and says, how old are you? I'm 27. Wow, you are so lucky. You had your <laughs> first failure at 27. I didn't have mine until 33. You're on your way. <laughs> and oh, I thought, that's so funny. <laughs> Interesting idea. I had my first failure at 24. I must be doing even better. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? You know, there's a, an old Italian phrase that says, um, not all bad things come to harm you. My mother reminds me that 
all the time. And as entrepreneurs, we're just such creative people and we're not easily um, put in a position that will give up. And I think that's the beauty of it is that um, we just have a vision and we have the persistence to keep going until it really does become a success. And obviously, you've created multi-million dollar businesses and you've created a, a success for yourself. But what I love is a fact that you learned from your prior mistakes and you were able to make that career 180 degree turnaround where I can't wait to hear about how you did it and how you applied it to a whole new business concept. So we're up on our very first break, but we're going to be back with Alan Vaysberg in just a minute. So hang in there, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on toginet.com. Spirituality and wealth, are you keeping them separate? On the Spiritual and Wealthy Show, every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, Deborah Atian Wilson, known as the Intuitive Spiritual and Wealth Coach, enjoys kicking the old mindset to the curb that life needs to be spiritual or wealthy when you can actually be both. Listen to the only spiritual and wealthy show for Deborah's playful, practical bottom line, cutting-edge wisdom to help you create the life you want and the life that you deserve. What does prosperity mean to you? How do you feel about being wealthy? Deborah's spiritual and wealthy show is about thinking and feeling differently about prosperity and wealth and how they are one. By being more playful about the ideas of spirituality and wealth and not taking ourselves so seriously, the spiritual and wealthy show will support you through Deborah Atian Wilson's raw, authentic, and tell it like it is trademark radio style. Heard every Wednesday here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and I have Alan Vaysberg with us. And um, so, Alan, so what an interesting concept about the fact that just because some entrepreneurs have failed, you know what, they pick themselves up and they start moving on, which is exactly what you had done and you made a career change. So tell us how that all happened and how you ended up starting the School of Human Potential. Thank you. Well, um, the IT transition, you know, that, that first failed business uh, went into another business uh, that was uh, somewhat successful, and then the, the third and final business, which was very successful. Um, and closer to the middle of 2012, I really started feeling that I I can't do it anymore uh, from the IT perspective. When I was introducing myself to people, and uh, you know, I had to say, my name is Alan Vaysberg, I'm an IT entrepreneur or IT consultant, 
everything within me would just scream, no, you're not. You're oh, not. wow. You're, you're an author. You're, you're a speaker. You're a spiritual teacher. You're not any of those things because that's what you do for money. That's not who you are. And that has been percolating for a couple of years until it really culminated at the uh, middle of 2012. And I had enough. And at the height, at the very height of my <laughs> business and financial success, um, you know, where for my birthday, um, you know, that year, I gave myself a uh, you know a brand new Audi Q5, uh, which I, I paid for cash. So, you know, very, very successful. And That's at that funny. height, I quit. <laughs> I, I can't quit, believe and it. I, you know, to the dismay of everybody around me who thought I was a complete fool, uh, <laughs> I quit because I just couldn't do it. And uh, for the next year and a half, I was exploring myself, finding myself, and deciding what it is that I wanted to do with my life in the future. Wow, this is great. So, what kind? What were the questions that were going on in your mind during that year and a half? Because I bet you, Alan. Every entrepreneur is thinking the same thing that you're thinking. I mean, there's every single day living as an entrepreneur, it's always a roller coaster. Just mm-hmm. when you think you're on the high, something might happen and you're all of a sudden on the low. And then the next day you wake up and you're like, okay, I can do this. You're on the high again. It's just a roller coaster. That's the way I define it. But it's a thrill that I personally you know, wouldn't give up. Although in the back of my head, you know, my book is 90% written, Alan, and it's killing me that it's not done. (laughs) I would love to be a speaker because I love to motivate people, which is why I tried to, you know, I invented the show or came up with the show. So what what was all of the commotion going on in your mind at the time? Yeah, uh, well, I... I investigated starting other businesses right away. Uh, I was uh, planning on selling my business and merging with another company, but we weren't getting the type of uh, return that I was looking for, and I didn't just want to work for somebody else, uh, because usually when you sell a company, you have to be there for two or three years, and that was not my idea of fun. So we basically put that company on coasting, and I thought, all right, well, I have some uh, seed money, perhaps I'm going to invest in other businesses. And I looked completely outside and I went into, you know, a startup here or a startup here. And I looked into those, but nothing seemed right. At that, uh, at the same time, I allowed myself the opportunity to go ahead and try all of the talents or, you know, wishes that I've always had. You know, you want to be an actor, go for it. So I went and I took uh, acting classes in three different schools, including Second City in Chicago. Uh, I got my improv, uh, you know, one one year plus of uh, improv, and I finished that program. I wanted to honestly give it a try and see if this is something that I want to do for a living uh, and for a long time. And somewhere during that process, you know, I auditioned for a movie. I went into a movie. I had a supporting role for a film. Um, I did that, and I so allowed myself fun. to live that dream. Alan, that sounds like so much fun that it's almost like you're a little kid again and somebody's saying, listen, if you can do anything in the world, what is it that you want to do? And you just go out and do it. Isn't it great? Like, I I just love, I love that. um, I don't know what I'm saying, but it's freedom Mm -hmm. and your success. The fact that you were successful in your business allowed you to have that freedom to really take control of your life, which to me is, it's a lot of what a lot of entrepreneurs strive for, that freedom. Yep. 
Yeah, we're 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 people who are so driven and so self-motivated. We have to continue driving, and uh, a lot of times we're driving in a direction. You know, IT for me was purely money. You know, I went into IT because of money, and money I found well lost and then <laughs> found again. <laughs> but IT was there, and I was driving, and I was successful in those businesses. But I wasn't fulfilled because I wasn't doing what I really wanted to do. So mm-hmm. I took that break as an opportunity to get uh, down and deep and explore myself. And, uh, you know, whether it was martial arts or spirituality or acting or other things that I was doing, writing, I released my first book. Uh, That's when I did all of that until I figured out what is it that I want to do going forward. And then School of Human Potential came at the end of uh, 2013. Well, you did an awful lot in a year and a half, which is amazing to me. Let's talk about your book before we move into, you know, the School of Human Potential and how you came up with that. So what's your book about, Alan? The book is called Inspirer. It's uh, Poetic Observations. Uh, I've been writing poetry, rhyming poetry, uh, since I was seven years old. And uh, that's always been, you know, part of me. That's my place where I go to... uh, to journal. That's my connecting to the heart and the universe. And uh, I felt that, you know, that poems should be out there because I don't hide. I I always uh, tell the truth. I don't worry about, you know, what I said or how I said it when I was, you know, 14 or 15 years old. So this book, uh, out of 100 poems, there are a couple of poems that have some foul language in there because that represented the time that I was in. So wow. uh-huh. I took a uh, hundred of the you know two or three hundred poems that I have, and I put it into a collection, which goes from the age fourteen up until thirty eight, and uh, seven chapters dealing with different parts of the life, and everybody can relate to it because we all went through trying to find ourselves, falling in love, uh, you know, being at the parties and wishing somebody uh, you know happy birthday or. Um, talking to the universe and asking for answers. This book really is in somewhat an autobiographical view of how I viewed life through different points of it. Oh my gosh, it sounds amazing. Now, is it on Amazon? Yeah, it's on Amazon. Yeah, I Barnes thought I saw Noble, it on Amazon. Okay. Any, any online retailer. So the only caution uh, to the wind that I'll throw is if you are offended by foul language, uh, then, you know, there are a couple of poems that uh, you won't like. Other than that, uh, you're safe. <laughs> <laughs> you're so funny. All right. So that's that's great. So once again, what's the name of that book? And you can buy it on Amazon. Yeah, the name of the book is Inspirer. Um, basically, the person who inspires, which is uh, what I think of myself, Inspirer, Poetic Observation. Great. Okay. All right. So now let's move on to School of Human Potential. So how did this come about? Uh, the idea came to me in 2009, um, and I you know, started getting ready for it. I was looking for locations, and then I got really busy with my business, and we welcomed uh, another addition to our family, so it kind of got put on the back burner. We all know how that is. Right. <laughs> um, and as, uh, as I you know, got to the point where I really wanted to present myself to the world again in 2013 and was looking for a proper vehicle because I needed to combine something that was unique to me, um, and I consider myself a, a person who is just as comfortable on the spiritual side as I am on the pure entrepreneurial mainstream side. And when I thought of what is a well-rounded person, and a well-rounded person is somebody who is just as versed in mind as they are in body, as they are in spirit. And that's what I strive to do for myself. And I thought that as a society, 
because we're so busy, because you constantly hear the you know, excuses of I don't have time or money to invest in my own growth, I needed to solve that problem for people. And that's where the idea of School of Human Potential came in. So we designed something that allows people to become well-rounded individuals by using their own <clears throat> schedule because the classes, pre-recorded classes, uh, which is a part of the offering, they'll have available for a year. They uh, don't have to worry about time because you can stop and start whenever you like. So if you have 15 minutes today and half an hour next Friday, you're good. And all the classes are priced at only $97. So I was just going to bring that up, Alan. It's the fact that it's so reasonable mm-hmm. and the fact that you can do it in the privacy of your own home whenever you want is really amazing and who doesn't really want a balanced life? Everybody, I think everybody strives for that, even if you're mm-hmm. working a nine to five job and you're not wearing many hats as an entrepreneur, it does. Everybody yeah. wants that. And um, I think it's just so appropriate. I love the fact that you're doing so much for other people, which is why I thought you would be such a great guest for paying it for it because that's what you're all about is helping other people. And I'm so pleased that you're on our show, really. So, all right. So, Alan, so now we know why you did that. Let's move into um, the seven step- steps to a successful career 180. Mm-hmm. How did this all come about? It came about, uh, you know, as I was looking for uh, things that I would be speaking on. Uh, because okay. I had just gone through the process of uh, you know, doing a career 180. I went from an IT entrepreneur into a <laughs> completely different field. You know, it's still a business uh, that we're presenting, so many sure. things apply, but it's a completely different field. You know, um, and many people were asking me, how did you do this? What did you go through? What were the uh, issues that you ran into that you didn't, uh, encounter, that you didn't think you would encounter? And uh, as I started doing interviews, uh, people were asking these questions. Then I started my recalibration uh, practice in which I was helping people go through that. That's what made me identify and uh, you know, quantify what people need to know in order to be successful going through that change. Okay, great. So I guess before we come up with the seven steps, you know, one of the questions that, um, that I think is appropriate to ask here mm-hmm. is, who is impacted more through the process? You or the loved ones? Yeah, um, that was a very surprising thing for me because here I was, you know, an entrepreneur. I am making this giant leap and a giant leap of faith. I'm leaving a job which was, you know, paying me more than a half a million dollars a year. And I'm going into the great unknown, discovering myself. I'm flying on these wings of inspiration. And <laughs> it's everybody else that was hit by it much more than I was. So your loved ones uh, are hit by it because they think they know you, and then all of a sudden you're telling them, that's not who I am. Who I am is this, and I'm going to change my life around. I'm going to do this and that. And people look at you and thinking, is really, I mean, is he going through a midlife crisis? Is this going to pass? Is, is he okay? Is he mentally unstable? I mean, all of these things. And furthermore, we basically, by doing this, we put a mirror in front of our loved ones and friends and colleagues, and we force them to look at themselves. 
and people generally don't like to do that. Because they get very uncomfortable. I think yeah. you're so right, but we're coming up on another break. But this is so interesting. Alan Vaisberg, we're going to be right back. Everyone hang in there because Alan's got some great, great advice for us. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on toginet.com. Do you ever feel like you're the invisible woman? Too polite to be political, too nice to be real, tame even though you really want to be unleashed, like you're living in a fairy tale without the happy ending. Well, Cinderella has left the ball, and it's time to wake up and break up with our own self-imposed glass slippers and ceilings. Welcome to Le Chic Speak, the polite woman's guide to self-expression, with your host, Jen Duchenne. Le Chic Speak is the Woohoo Radio Network's resident radio show dedicated to helping women turn on their power and turn up the volume of their voices so you can be seen, heard, appreciated, and celebrated. Join us on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time for your weekly dose of Le Chic Speak with your host, Jen Duchenne, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and and, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine, and we have Alan Vaisberg with us from the School of Human Potential. So, Alan, oh, there's so many questions I'm dying to ask, <laughs> but let's get started with um, what's the seven-step process of successful transition? that um that we talked about as re as the recalibration expert how's that <laughs> um well number one uh is uh release and accept so let me dive into that a little bit because okay. usually when we come to a place where we want to change careers we start feeling very negative emotions about ourselves you know what have i been doing for the past 20 years or what have i gotten myself into or i shouldn't have listened to my parents and taken this career choice uh, on and on and on. You have to take ownership for the situation. You have to take ownership for where you are, for the past that led you to it. You have to forgive yourself and forgive others. You have to make that stop, release and accept where you are. That's very, very important, and that's your step number one. Okay, so take ownership, super important. Mm-hmm. Uh, step number two 
is before you make any uh, you know any quick moves into a different career let's look within let's pause for a moment take a breath look within remember your dreams your talents your ambitions visualize what you actually want to do for the next 15 20 years what have you let's not make a jump before you're ready to make that jump into something that you really will enjoy so look within is the uh, second step so don't jump well, look Don't with jump them before in. you yeah. jump. Yeah. Okay, great. And I love the concept of visualization. It really, really works. It's amazing. And um, I know, Alan, you had mentioned something about the universe before when you were talking. And it's so funny. I'm going through this whole realization about the energy within the universe. And... Um, I'm dying to ask you what your thoughts are about that as far as I guess my feeling is the thoughts look within, but the, the positive thoughts that you put within your mind, I don't know if this energy in the universe, the positive thoughts um, create positive results. I mean, what is your feeling about that? How long is the show again? <laughs> <laughs> Alan, you said that, and it sparked my interest, and I was like, oh, I have to ask him. All right. So without we, we doing... would need a week, I think, but tell well, me. At least, at least a few hours, but uh, in, in <laughs> short and without going into all of the ways in which the universe works, we can say uh-huh. that everything is vibration. Uh, everything is frequency. You know by turning on the microwave or the radio that we're on, it's frequency. Same thing with the energy. Energy is frequency. It can range from low to high. When you're feeling down, you have negativity. That's low level of your frequency, low vibration. When you're up and you're loving the world, you're at high vibrational state. So when you're sending out positive thoughts, when you are saying them to yourself or to somebody else, that gives the reflection of your inner self into your outer world. Uh, let me say it in the not-so-esoteric terms. You have run across people who have a very negative outlook on life, and they seem to meet people who are just like them. Or they can look at the same situation that you're in. You can be visiting the same city, and they see poverty, they see you know dirt, and you see beautiful birds, and you see the skyline, and you think how gorgeous. Why is it that both of you can look at the same thing and see different aspects of it? And it's because of who you are and what thoughts you're putting into yourself because it's reflected onto you. So does your positivity or any type of thought have an effect on you and your life in general? 100%. Okay, I squeezed that in. I'm not sure that really (laughs) went into where where we are right now, look within, but it sort of kind of does. What do you think, Alan? Absolutely. And uh, there there are many entrepreneurial strategies which could be utilized that are very you know, esoteric. But I can tell you that I've applied them, and uh, all of them are working. You know, Most of my businesses, most of the jobs that I've ever gotten, I've gotten by using these esoteric principles. Oh, it really, really works, Alan. I yes, mean, I, I'm not sure my religious beliefs I'm like battling between all of this because once I started to realize, like, Mm -hmm. I love the book, The Secret. Mm -hmm. I I believe in all of that. 
but I'm not sure my religious, I'm okay with, well, I guess I was talking to a girlfriend the other day. I'm Catholic. I believe in God. So I guess God created the universe. So she's like, all right, you're okay. You're okay with your belief. But this whole idea about the energy is that, uh, you know, my Glovey's orders, I also sell on Amazon. And Mm -hmm. if I wake up in the morning and meditate and I think about things, I just say to myself, I just have this weird instinct that I'm going to have a lot of orders today. I'll go down, Alan, out of nowhere, I'm getting orders from universities, from schools. It really has a lot to do with that. And it makes me think as an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. that we should take time out to take a yoga class or to take a meditation class, whatever we have to do to make our bodies function at the high energy level, it's not wasted time. It's almost mandatory, I think. I'm starting to change my way of thinking. 100%. And let me help you bridge that gap. Um, everything that energy and spirituality and what, the, what people are saying in the secret or the law of attraction or any other disciplines, they're all within your universe and uh, not going against any of your religious upbringing. Uh, if God created the universe, which we all believe, based on spirituality or based on religion. Uh, you believe in angels as well, because the Bible talks about Archangel Michael and Archangel Raphael and Archangel Gabriel. Uh, if we believe in that, and that's the same base, then we can also believe that those angels are around you, helping you throughout your lifetime, where then we can continue saying, well, if they're helping you, that means that we can ask for help, whether we do that in a prayer way or we do that in a visualization or we do that using law of attraction. It is all just communicating with whoever you believe is up there. So your religious beliefs and the spiritual practice, it's really one and the same. It is not separate. I feel so much better. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Alan, my Catholic guilt is gone now, so this is great. So, And I do, of course, believe in the angels and all of that, but positive thoughts bring positive results. So, all right. Sorry, I went off on that tangent, but I needed to get this in there. And, Alan, I think you might have to come back for a full show on (laughs) energy and attraction. (laughs) I'm certainly very happy to do that because that's that's being true to who I am. And uh, I always tell people that it's just as fine to talk with the angels as it is to root for the cubs. You can do both (laughs) and be a normal person. So I'm happy to do that. All right, good. So we'll do that. All right. So now uh, let's go back to the seven steps to a successful career 180. So number one was release and accept. Number two, look within. Mm -hmm. And we're on to number three. Number three is assess the present. What is your financial situation? You know, for me, I had flexibility. Many other people won't have that. And that's totally fine. You could make as small or as large a step as you're ready to make. So assess your financial situation. Assess your family situation. Um, Who is going to be affected by the change? Are you alone? If you're a younger person or you're a divorcee that's not supporting anybody, that change may be easier for you to make. Uh, If you're supporting a family of four, then you're going to have to take some other steps. Everything depends, and you have to assess the present before you move on. Okay. But isn't that funny? Even if we have family pressures and everything, as long as you're really not going to end up in the poorhouse, 
it's um, it's important to discuss it with your spouse. But you know what? This is one of the questions that you had written down, which really, what if your spouse disagrees with your choice? That's a scary situation to be in if you're kind of in your midlife and you're kind of put in a position where you know within yourself that if you make the change, you will you will I guess experience true happiness, but then you have all this responsibility. What yeah. do you think about that? It is it is a very scary proposition because you know when we are looking at the divorce rate and we're <clears throat> trying to figure out why that is it's because people are growing apart. They are no longer uh, you know, on the same page, so to speak. So if you, in your heart of hearts, knows that in order for you to be happy, you need to do this, and your spouse disagrees vehemently, you either find a common ground or you don't. So if you don't make that change, then you can regret for the rest of your life or uh, your relationship uh, potentially will suffer because that, hey, it's because of my spouse that I'm unhappy, which is not healthy for either of you. So I would say take a lot of time, which, uh, again, uh, this is going to step number six. Remember your loved ones. Take a lot of time and have those conversations and make sure that you come to some sort of an understanding where you're getting either support or freedom to do what needs to get done as long as it makes sense for both of you. Great. You know, a lot of time, does that mean sleep on it and wake up? <laughs> because yeah. usually, Alan, that's me. I'm always like, mm-hmm. I want to I run. I want to run. I want to run. But mm-hmm. you're so right. The more time you take to really think things through, the better off you'll be. Yeah, and it's, it's hard for us because the entrepreneurial nature is a very action-oriented nature. It's hard for us to take a step back uh, before making that move. You know, we're wired a little differently, but you have to, and it goes into step four, take emotion out of it. You really have to plan before you do things. Otherwise, you're going to be swinging from the hip all the time. Yeah, you're so right. And taking the emotion out of it is so Mm -hmm. difficult, especially, (laughs) you know, Alan, we know it is for you because here you are. You put yourself in debt because you care so much about other Mm -hmm. people. You didn't want to hurt them. And the fact is, you know, sometimes as a business person, see, I don't look at your first um, entrepreneur, your first business as a failure. I look at it as a learning experience. And the fact Mm -hmm. that you helped so many people by employing them, you really helped so you know, you made their life a better, um, gave them a better situation. But of course, you know, you had to take a step back. But, mm-hmm. you know, you're just such a good person, how you paid it forward. But I guess a lesson learned there is take the emotion out of it and stop the bleeding as quickly as you can. But with that, we're going to come up on our last segment of Paying It Forward. And boy, we're learning so much from Alan Vaisberg. So everybody hang in there and stay with us. Thanks so much. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Time and change are accelerating, making it increasingly difficult to gracefully go with the flow. Women change the world. 
presents conversations with featured guests about changes in their lives and how that change has created new and positive opportunities. Women Change the World with your host, Dr. Beth Golden, Thursdays at 7 p.m. Central here on toginet.com. We all know that change can knock you off course, and Dr. Beth's show and practices focus on revealing everything that's right with you. This information will help you make choices that align your true nature and set you along your path of least resistance. As Dr. Beth says, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. For more on Dr. Beth and her show, go to drbethgolden.com. That's drbethgolden.com. Women change the world with your host, Dr. Beth Golden, Thursdays at 7 p.m. Central, here on toginet.com. The WooHoo Radio Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse, involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education, encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment, join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and we have Alan Vaisberg with us. So this is the last segment of our show. We learned so much from Alan. But, Alan, before we go on, um, tell me, actually, tell my listeners how they can get in touch with you if maybe they want to, you know, have a question. Can they email you, your website? Sure. Uh, a couple of uh, ways, and we're all over social media, so uh, feel free to become a friend of mine on Facebook. Just look up Alan Vaisberg, and uh, that'll give you access to all of uh, the Facebook pages for us, for the school, for the recalibration, for the radio show, everything. Another way is to uh, go to the websites. If you want to work with me, uh, if you're going through your changes or you need uh, life purpose coaching, you can do that at recalibrateyourlife.com. Otherwise, our school uh, website is up, but uh, you won't be able to take classes until June 1st. And the school site is schoolhp, as in humanpotential.com. Perfect. Okay, wonderful. So we'll quickly continue with step number five, the fifth step to a successful career 180, um, before we go into how we wrap up our show every week with our business tips. So, all right, let's go to step number five, Alan. So step number five is don't burn the bridge. Um, when you are dealing with a career change, the natural reaction is, well, I'm going to tell my boss, uh, here you go, and I'm done. Don't do that um, because you've spent so long building those bridges, building the financial base, uh, however large or small it is, no need to burn it. So 
So you may be able to do part-time work or consulting work in the same industry to keep uh, fueling your uh, next endeavor. So don't burn that bridge. The other thing that people are surprised by is that you can actually make a career 180 within the same company. Let's say, as an example, you're going from IT to marketing or advertising. You can talk to the managers of those departments. You can set a transition plan because they don't want to lose you. You're still going to be supporting part-time your current role, and you're going to be transitioning to the marketing role. They may even pay for your education. Maybe you deal with them and say, I'll take a lower salary for the first year if you allow me to do that. That way you can be at the same company. They will love that because they have a person that's not only motivated, extra motivated at that point, but they also have the knowledge of the business. So you can mm-hmm. make that career 180 without having to leave your company if you don't want to do that. Alan, that's a great point to bring up because even if somebody does decide to go out and try a business out on their own and become an mm-hmm. entrepreneur, you know what? Maybe after a couple of years, they realize, wow, you know, being an entrepreneur a lot of times is seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 365 mm-hmm. days a year. They might decide, you know what? I want to go back to my old job and by leaving that door open and not burning that bridge, it allows the opportunity to go back in the future if they so choose. Very true. So that's Um, a great point. mm -hmm. Okay. So we'll move on to step number six. Step number six we've, uh, we've touched upon before, but remember your loved ones. You have to have open lines of communication with your loved ones uh, that are impacted just as much, if not more, by this change than you are. So remember your loved ones. Without them, this will not be a success, and it will be only adding more stress to the situation. I think that's so important, and the communication is vital. And it's not just communication with your spouse. I'll tell you, I try to have my children involved in my business just as much, Alan, because, you know, my kids are still young, and they see me at my computer, and my kids always say to me, Mom, you're always at your computer. You're always at your computer. And then one day it dawned on me. I said, you know what, guys? Come to my computer. Let me show you what I'm doing on the computer. And the more you get them involved, the more they realize, like, Mom, did you check your computer? Did you get your Glovies order out? Like, they're now telling me, go to your computer. Check to see if you have orders so you can send them out. They understand it. So it's important. I love step number six. Remember your loved ones and get them involved as much as you can. And they'll be more understanding, I think. Yeah, I mean, my daughter is my biggest fan, my 10-year-old daughter. And one of the beautiful things about going through this process is we cannot tell our children that they can do anything if we don't follow through on that ourselves. And my daughter is seeing that, hey, daddy loved, uh, you know, one job, then he decided to do something else, and he's doing it, and she's rooting for me. And that gives me an ability to teach my children that they can do whatever they want in life. And that's a very important part of it, so. Yeah, it's so important. As an entrepreneur, I'll tell you, as a mom entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. I feel so guilty sometimes, Alan. And my guilt went away about two years ago when one of my kids' teachers told me it was actually my daughter in kindergarten. The teacher said that she stood up in front of the classroom and and gave a full-blown presentation about my Glovies product to the class. (laughs) And it makes you think that, you know what, it's important to just keep them involved and make them feel that, you know, you're right. If we can do it, they can too. So it's great. And that leads us right into step number seven. (laughs) Step number seven is 
stay positive and give it time. Everything takes time. Whether we're talking from the esoteric terms of the universe helping you, it takes time for the universe to line things up. It takes time for you to launch the new business. It takes time for you to make a career change. Surround yourself with experts who, by the way, it's going to take time and money. So go back to step number six and don't burn that financial bridge. But it takes time. Make sure that you are surrounding yourself with people who not only know what they're doing and can help you get there, but are also helping you emotionally. Because this is a very stressful process. You are going to have a ton of naysayers. You're going to have people criticizing Mm -hmm. you from left to right. You need to surround yourself with people who are positive, who are cheering you on. Perfect. Oh, my gosh. I learned so much, Alan. And here we are. We're going to move right along onto our business tips. So let's see how many we can get. Oh, I think we have plenty of time. We just had a time uh, check. We have just about five minutes. So I think we're going to have plenty of time. So, all right, Alan, let's go with your first business tip. Well, um, first business tip, and uh, it's not just about business, but you have to be genuine and true to yourself. If you're not true to yourself and your beliefs, you will not be successful. You have to do only those things that reflect who you are on the inside. Whatever business you start, whatever career you make, it has to be a reflection of who you are. Be true to yourself. Oh, I love that. Even if you've been doing it for the past 20 years or so, I'm going to make sure my husband listens to this uh, show today. (laughs) I think it's great. I mean, he's very good at what he does, but sometimes I'm just not sure that he's really, really happy doing what he's been doing. And as an entrepreneur, uh, you know, sometimes it's nice to step back and say, wow, all right, I'm good at this. It's been fun, but maybe it's time for a change. So be genuine and true to yourself. That's Excellent. Okay. We'll move on to tip number two. Tip number two. And uh, a lot of people are running into the situation where they don't want to start something because they don't think it will make them money. And I can tell you from personal experience and from talking to people, there is not one idea or not one business that cannot make you rich. You can make money at anything that you're doing as long as you put your efforts behind it, as long as you're passionate you can make it happen. So any business can make you rich. Can really make you rich, Alan? Really? Yep. <laughs> any business. And we've, we've done this as an exercise, and we've taken you know, small businesses that uh, barely make any money, but any business can make you rich as long as you make proper decisions. It may be more than one location, right? But any business can make you rich. Right. Okay. That sounds good. Business tip number three. You can only be successful if you truly believe in what you're doing and are passionate about it. You will only be successful if you are a professional or an expert in that particular industry. And you can only achieve that if you really believe in it. You cannot do something 80% and be successful at it. You have to do it 100%. Otherwise, you will not be a professional. I think that's so so true. And it's funny, as entrepreneurs, I don't know if there's any, uh, if it makes sense to do something more than 100%, but gosh, I try to overextend to, to I guess, fill in the gap all the time. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, Alan? It's almost like I've got to do more than I think is necessary so it really, truly succeeds. Yeah, and uh, that'll take us into tip five and six uh, as well, but yeah. Okay, business tip number four. 
don't let critics dictate what you do, but make sure that you hear and you evaluate all criticism. Critics are a plenty. They're everywhere. They will tell you you suck at every occasion mm-hmm. because that's the way they are. And that's okay. But you have to hear, take an emotion out of it, what they're saying, evaluate it, because deep inside there are some things that you could be doing differently or better. So shuffle through all of that. Don't let them dictate, but definitely hear it. Yeah, I think just to kind of add a little about mm-hmm. that, about the critics. Oh, gosh, Alan, if you knew how many people mm-hmm. said to me, forget about your Glovius product, forget it, forget it, forget it. I, I have to tell you, deep within myself, I kept saying, this is going to be the biggest success, and I can't wait to prove all these people wrong. But the most important thing about the critics is make sure they don't take away your spirit, protect right. your spirit within yourself. Okay. And, and that's why it's so important to, uh, to stay positive and surround yourself with people. I had a situation yesterday where uh, you know people who were supposed to be very professional and uh, well-known and well-thought all of a sudden were the harshest critics and were writing the worst possible things to me. And oh. uh, it, uh, even with all of my positivity, that took me aback, and then I had to, you know, re, uh, you know, get back into my mode. And I spoke to a few of my friends who were very supportive, including uh, one of our friends, uh, Sandra Beck. Oh yeah, she's great. It, it's super important to keep yourself, you know, surrounded by those people. So, but we have less than one minute, so let's go to tip number five. Tip number five: Make time for your family. Uh, oh, great. We want to work all the time. We want to invest in our business. You cannot do it. Remember that. Work is work. You have to make time for your family. Well, this is great. I am so, so excited. I love the fact that you truly are a well-rounded person. Alan Vaisberg, founder of School of Human Potential. Alan, you shared so much with us. I am just absolutely thrilled. And um, our dear friend, Sandra Beck, is hosting the next show right after this show in just a couple of minutes um, with our dear friend from Baby and Toddler's Instructions, um Blythe Lippman. So everyone stay in. It's gonna be a great show. And Alan, thank you for being a part of paying it forward. My sincere pleasure. Have a wonderful, productive week, everyone, and I'll see you next week on Paying It Forward. Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Jarasi on Toginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing a complicated